Wait, I'll put some tissue on it. Put some tissue? No tissues, but you will have a tissue if your CP4 takes a dump. And that is what we're going to be talking about today. I think, well, tonight, I think that uh, it is a, a very good subject to talk about um, because uh, a lot of people are very concerned about their fuel system health and what they can do to help keep the fuel system healthy. I feel like we may have talked about that last time. We did, but I did not have, yeah, this is kind of a, a part two. What's going on? What we need to do is talk about my trailer getting stole that, and talk that, about that kill switch. We will. That's what we should do. That's a hot topic. That trailer got stole and then that truck almost got stole. Boom, kill switch. Kill switch. What if and then we'll talk that. about then we'll talk about the CP4. Like well, it looks like you can talk about it a little bit right now. What? Your trailer. Oh nope. Here he comes back. We're back. Uh, where are we at? Chat. Yeah, I think. I think we should start with that damn trailer shit and then talk about that truck getting stolen and then talk about that, that switch. And then talk Absolutely. About that. And uh, then, that, then that CP4 shit. Do we talk about... People don't give a fuck about that, that pump. Until well, it's too late. Until it's too late. <laughs> until it's too late. And unfortunately, you know, I think uh, that, that scares a lot of people because, um, you know, either they're it scares not... It scares a lot of people from even getting the truck. In the first place, they're like, let me just get a seven three. True, true, true. Um, but what what I what I have today on the table, everybody can probably see that quite well. Um, this is a CP four pump. This is in all of our six sevens. Uh, a lot of uh, other manufacturers use the same. Uh, but what we have behind me is something that we can use to help prevent a total catastrophic failure of the high pressure fuel system. Um, this pump is quite, ex is quite expensive. Uh, what up, Chad? Thanks for coming through. Um, um, yeah, we talked about this in a video where I actually took this apart. Um, I'm sure DS and Cody uh, both remember, everybody probably remembers, uh, where we had a instance where the customer put DEF in their fuel system. So one of the things SNS talks about with their kit is their addition or add-on. I don't know if I can turn this around to show you guys this better. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll work. This is the volume control valve. We call it the VCV. Um, Luke over at SNS, they were referring to this as the metering valve. Same thing, just kind of, uh, you know, different terminology. You guys can see 
the VCV screen filter, everything on here. See the blue, the blue O-ring. Um, it fits into the bore. Ford Asset, Asset Tech, what's going on? What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? Um, you I guys got a can, question. You guys can see. It. Let me just show you guys a, this. I got, a, I got a question for you. Tell me. So the last time we uh, talked on the podcast, we were talking about the screen on that. We'll look, what I would say is a sensor. Is that a sensor? Is that a... The VCV? Yeah, is that an actuator? What is that? Actuator, thing? valve... Something so we were, we were we were talking about the screen sometimes being missing. Is that mm, correct? I don't know or about the not. screen being missing. There's not enough filtration to not enough filtration. Not a small enough micron. I could have sworn someone said like sometimes it's torn. Clean up a little bit of that oil. Don't want to make a mess. Am I mistaken in, in that that the screen sometimes torn? You um, see that more on a six liter than you do on that. Yeah, there's oh, nothing okay. really to tear on this. You guys can see that pretty. So all your fuel goes to that tiny little screen. That's correct. Yep. Every, everything. So all those thousands. I mean, take a second and 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 ponder that. The thousands of gallons that goes through your truck goes through this hole right here comes out through these lines and like that's, that's like that's huge I, right there when i look at that i imagine like a miniature engine like a twin v with two cylinders is that correct that pump fuel i mean that's an analogy i guess you could use i guess that's an analogy you could use um it it I mean, it just has one cam lobe. It does have a crankcase, which when you think about it, when the high pressure fuel system failure happens, everything that's in the crankcase gets shot right back out and goes into the fuel system. So what SNS has came up with is a kit you guys can check this out on their website. I highly recommend that you do. Um, when I got this in the mail on Saturday, Saturday. Sunday, Sunday, Saturday, Saturday. <clears throat> I was very, very impressed with the uh, quality. I'm all about quality and fitment. I thought that uh, the way this was made is very nice. I really like the clear bowl so I can actually see what's in here. Um, kind of reminds me of a 6.0 upper fuel filter. I don't know if you guys can see that at all. Um, I really like that. And the whole reasoning for their kit is to divert all of said fuel away from the rest of the system. So what I've done is I've gotten, <clears throat> this is a 17 through 19 uh, high pressure fuel pump that I borrowed from one of my uh, other shops here locally that uh, um, continuously has 
a supply of these because of the rate of failures that we see with people and fuel system contamination, uh, especially those who are putting DEF, who are not using additives, who are not paying attention to where they're filling up. Um, it's a little more uh, to owning a diesel than just getting in the vehicle and turning the key. Um, it, you have to be very cognitive of a lot of things. And if you can't stay up on that, then I think maybe having a diesel possibly is, is not, uh, you know, for you. So you guys can see here, um, this guy, don't ask Ryan, come on, buddy. Don't make me delete that comment. Um, I like the machined, looks good. It comes with one of these blue gaskets here in their kit, right here. And that blue gasket is gonna go right on the bottom <laughs> side of that. Just like just like that did. And that is going to fit into here. Oh yeah, that's nice. You see that? Yeah. Let me let me bring this closer so you guys can, can check so this out. Where does the filter mount? Check this out. Okay, so this oh, is wow. what your pump is looking like. This is actually going in to where the VCV sits in that cavity. Okay, they even have uh, their 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 name. I like it. Okay, so once that's installed, let me piggyback this back in here. Okay, then your VCV, your stock VCV that you just took out is going what to is, go. What does VCV stand for? Volume control valve. Mm, okay. Okay, so your VCV is going to sit in here like this. So it's going to be raised up on the little, I'd say, well, three quarter inch maybe uh, block of aluminum. And they do give you uh, bigger, or I should say longer bolts here in the kit which are a 5.5 five Allen. The, uh, what company makes this again? This is SNS, ssfuel.com. Yes, yes, um, it is a nice kit. I, and a fitting broke. Uh, I agree with Cody on that one. <clears throat> uh, but going back to this, going into the pump, once it, gets out of the pump and they got assembly lube and everything in here. The VCVs juicing all over these new parts. I just don't want to juice on them yet. Forgive me. Um, but on the other end of this, check this out. Now you guys know I'm all about OE <clears throat> fitment quality. Check these out. This is straight up a nice double O ringed quick disconnect. Nady out there, I know where you are. He knows who he is. I'm talking to him. We're all about the odor clamps. I don't like the constant tension. I'm sorry, the worm clamps. Um, I found I've had great luck with these, especially if you uh, get them to bite correctly. Some of the 17 through 19s, if you guys remember my video I made with the cooling hoses on top of the engine that we're leaking. Some of these clamps were just not tight, but uh, overall uh, not having, obviously this isn't a high pressure line. Um, very, very well made. I like it. When I first opened it, this was obviously the first thing I saw. I was like, whoa, 
Okay, it's got SNS on there. I like it. It's blue, so you know that's me. Um, fit fit in here flawlessly. I liked it a lot. Um, in the kit, another set of lines. Again, quality. Double, double stage, quick disconnect, just like on the fuel rail we have currently. Okay, very nice. Here's another one. Another billet aluminum, billet aluminum piece with their name on it. Right there, both sides. Okay. Um, and then another piece. This is gonna be a special piece to go uh, along with their instructions. Okay, it's a little, little thicker of a line. Color instructions. Uh, I'm gonna be uh, making a video uh installing this on a 67 diesel Dude, we can use my truck we no can problem. use your truck no problem no problem at all i'm really excited you know the first thing when i do installs looking at the the pictures for one sns thank you the pictures exquisite whoever's making these <clears throat> guys got the arrows pointing got all of the intake bolts uh, a circled looks like this engine's on the engine stand. If I was a, a shoemaker, I can clearly see that these are the bolts that I need to remove. Um, very well put together. I'm really excited to go through this. Um, got a special note, two asterisks in in uh, quotations here or parentheses for 2020 plus. Please see page seven for special instructions. Well, you know what? Let's go to page seven. Page seven. Page seven, install the supplied hose and quick connect barb assembly onto the fuel line. So this is what they're going to want you to be doing if you have a 2020. We'll get into more detail on that when I, when I get this on uh, DS trucks. Uh, but the other question um, that I was also asking myself when this came in was this filter. Where to put it? Where to put it? It is going. I will show you a picture of that because that, that's probably on everybody's mind. Instead of me you know describing what? where it goes. Let's, let's route it to inside of the cab by the infotainment so I can look at it while it drives. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great idea. Just feel going idea. through because fuel going through the bulkhead is real safe. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Let's see. Um, I mean, I guess depending on what, what year you have, uh, this is a different picture. But this is like right behind the degas bottle. Sort of. I don't know if you guys can. Yeah, there we go. Oil fill. Okay. So here's your oil fill. Here's your. Here's your degas bottle. So if you guys can orientate, you know, where the cowl is and whatnot. So that's where the filter is going to be sitting, but it is a no brainer for how it comes out. So once you have, it has another bracket, like a 90 degree bracket right here, this piece of aluminum that this affixes to. And then this just kind of sits in these little grooves like this and snaps. Ooh, don't know, bust it just snaps right in. I'm still curious to how this actually comes off. I really tried um, 
to twist this off and could not use it. Uh, I could, I'm sorry, could not use it. I could not get it off, but I didn't want to use a tool just yet. So I stopped because I didn't want to mess it up because it's brand new. But uh, yeah, here's the top of the filter. So okay. is that a is that a drain valve on the bottom of the yeah. plastic? Yep. Yep. So lefty loosey, you're gonna be draining. Righty tighty, you're gonna be closing. You guys can see that inside. See that open and close? There you go. Um yeah. Really excited to get that on and show you guys uh what that looks like on a uh six seven diesel uh in my eyes. We're, uh, we're constantly learning on these things. Got a good video coming out here shortly in the next few weeks um, about a diag issue that I had with a truck. We're always learning. And I wanna pass that info on to you guys so you guys don't make that same mistake. Uh, but this is a hot, hot, hot item. It's something, you know, out of all the questions I think I get, um, I think most of them are always about the CP4 and whatnot. Let's uh, let's go back to these comments here. Let's see what you guys are saying. Go back up. Um, Cam McGavin says, why doesn't Ford add that or something similar to their engine if this is a problem? Well, I guess that's a kind of a question that can be taken two different ways. But, I mean, it's really not a problem. The, 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 the fuel is the problem. The pump's just not failing by itself. Oh, man. Goppelganger. Hey, y'all. Uh, fuel is a variable that we cannot control. And unfortunately, um, I, I know that the CP4 pump was designed using European standard fuels. Uh, and the United States of America does not have those same standards. So when you start using components that were designed and engineered using one standard of fuel and then start, you're changing something big and that variable is the fuel. So, you know, why, why, why are we using a, a Bosch pump that, is designed with European standard fuel? I, I don't know. I don't really know who to ask that question. I mean, it, it's a really good pump. It makes great pressure. The only hangup is that it has to have lubricity. And people, I mean, I think they would know, but people that don't know, uh, diesel fuel is oily. And not only is it producing the power we need to sustain combustion and drive the piston down and make power and for us to go down the road, but it's all also lubricating everything in here, everything, everything in here, all these moving parts in here, everything that's touched by fuel is being lubricated. And same thing with the injectors. And we have to make sure whether we're looking at hot shots, I'm looking at some diesel extreme right now, up top, I got some AMS oil. I'm bouncing back and forth on the very, very bottom. I still have some Cetane Motorcraft uh, additive that I haven't uh, finished up yet. 
it is a must. It's not like, oh, well, yeah, I think, you know, I'm just going to add some, you know, this tank and then, you know, go absent minded and like, oh, yeah, you know, I think I'm just going to add some more now. It has to be an every tank uh, thing to do. You go to the bathroom, you do number two. Do you just get up and go continue what you were doing? No, you stop, you wipe after number two. At least I hope everybody does. Well, every time you fill up, it has to be a habit to add an additive to your fuel. Um, it's a variable we cannot control. I was talking. Well, one, one thing that's considered is the hydroscopic nature of diesel fuel. We have the water separator. And a lot of times, like you were saying, if you get that notification on your dashboard, it might literally be too late. So, you know, that's another thing, like for me, when I'm draining my water separator, I don't know why, but I mean, I haven't really gotten any water just yet in the times that I've done it, but you never know when you're going to get it. You never know if for some reason you got water from the pump, which shouldn't happen, but I mean, who knows? Things happen. So that's, I think that's a big factor for how these pumps fail. And then some, or you always have the situations where someone takes your truck, borrows it, and then they put gasoline in it or whatever by mistake. And that can damage CP4 for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Know, the, um, when you, a lot of guys are getting fuel from different fuel stations. You don't know what, how they how that equipment is maintained or, you know, how like, if you know someone in trucking and got a big tank somewhere, some construction yard somewhere, you, you never know what could be in the bottom of that tank. So, you know, I talked about this with uh, Lex and Riot. I got a video um, that we did, um, I guess, a interview, a Zoom interview, uh, just some questions she had with her subscribers and just her, you know, just her general I, owner I questions. Would, I would like to talk to her. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're gonna gonna have her uh, get on here on the live stream here on uh, these next couple of weeks. Um, but uh, she was asking some of the same questions and was you know concerned about how do, how do how do you really check to know if you're getting good fuel? <clears throat> and and really, you need to take a sample, and you're gonna be probably looked at like what is what do you do? What's this guy doing over here? Get you a mason jar. How else are you gonna know? Well, yeah. I guess you could. My you wife could take your, has those big mason jars. You, she puts you, like flour in and stuff. Is it fair to say you could just take your sample out of your uh, water separator? Yeah, so but don't you want to know before you put in? If you're at some podunk place that you're unfamiliar with, get that mason jar out that you've been holding on to in the back of your truck for that just in case. Pump that thing up with a gallon or something. If you feel good, then dump it in your tank. But if it looks cloudy or is messed up, hey, you know what? Let me pay for this gallon of gas. But you know what? I'm going to be out of my way. I'll go get towed someplace else because I'm not putting this fuel in my truck. Yeah, but nobody's thinking this when we're pulling up to the pump. Everybody's in life and so fast and it's like, oh, I'm here to pull up. Let me get in and go. Well, hold on. I mean, if you're not in well, the place where you usually fill up, do you want to know really what's going on? In your I mean, do you want to know? For me, I'm always thinking about my fuel, whether I'm in my gas F-250 or I'm in my 450. I'm always thinking like, all right, my 250, what do I want to put in here? Do I want premium? Do I want regular? I'm never really just 
putting gas in mindlessly, but you got to realize like a lot of people, they're not thinking about it, especially like an employee or something like that. They're not thinking. They're just fill it up, fill it up, not thinking. Like I know right now, if I told my little brother, go fill up my truck. And I said, do not put gas in the truck. He will go put gas in my 450. He forget. By the time he gets to the gas station, he forget. Oh, that's not, that's not good. Yeah, no, it's not good. He only pumps gas. So oh, I, I just pump gas all the time. Then he started up and drive home until the engine blows up. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened. But, you know, people aren't, people aren't that, co- not everybody's cognizant of what kind of fuel. For me, I'm already thinking about the grade anyway. Oh, so, snap. so knock Ooh-hoo. on wood, knock on wood, there's no chance that I'll put gas in there. Well, that's, that's not a good thing. I mean, that's what I want to do. SMB, SMB, um, side note, if anybody's thinking about getting, <clears throat> excuse me, or excuse me, if anybody's thinking about um, upgrading to a bigger capacity fuel tank, I have worked with both Titan and SMB fuel tanks. After working with the Titan, I thought it was cool. And then I did an SMB and I was like, whoa, uh, fitment, quality, definitely a quality difference between the Titan. Um, not knocking them. I, I'm, when you compare and contrast, if I'm going to be spending $1,200 on, on a tank, I'm going with SMB. Really good video. Um, I didn't show how to take the old tank out in this video because I have already shown you guys how to take the tank out in a previous video. So I linked that video in this video, uh, but going over how to install the SMB, clean, stock looking. It was uh, SMB how many, for the win. How many gallons is that? 20, um, 60. It went from, uh, he had went from uh, 34 to 60. Ooh. And you would need either um, Forescan, FDRS, IDS, or any uh, scan tool that would allow you to um, uh, change the instrument cluster on how it looks to calculate the distance empty. So definitely, Six, definitely SMP. Pretty I mean, cool, if you, like for your instance, you know, it's kind of, I mean, do you, no, get, I got a 40, I got a 48 gallon. You know what I mean? So like, do you do it for 12 more gallons? I mean, if you're hot shot and I guess maybe, but you know, if you're just, I don't know. It did have a drain plug. Not that you want to have a drain plug on your fuel tank, but if you needed to have a drain plug on your fuel tank, SMB has a drain plug on their fuel tank. So I guess that's something to <clears throat> um, be aware of. Um, but, uh, let me know, uh, if you guys want to see a six, seven run on trans fluid, because I want to do one, I want to find a, a six, seven that's either about to die or somebody doesn't care about and just have me ruin it and pay to fix it. So, I mean, I'm totally cool with that, but who wants to see, uh, who wants to see a six seven run trans fluid? I know I do. That'd be cool. 
You think it would need to be a non-emissions vehicle? I don't know. I don't think I'd really care at that point. I don't think the it'd go through the injectors. It'd probably have to be like thinned out with diesel because I don't oh. think it's going to compress that diesel uh, trans fluid. You know what I mean? Right. right. It's but, not going to be happy. Yeah, it would not be happy. What's this guy say? How big S&B for a 350 dually? I think they the biggest they got 60 gallon. That's what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, like 60, 60 max. I've been looking at the S&B tank at 60 gallon. How much do you think you can get out of it? Uh, this guy, so uh, he filled up and his cluster was... Like nine something. No, that... Um, oh, that was... That was... Uh, was that before... I switched it from PCM to IPC. His new updated distance to empty was 1,087. So the long bed, you can get a 68-gallon tank for the 17 to 21. 11 to 16 is a 70-gallon tank. Damn. For the long bed. The short beds are 60-gallon tanks. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that they actually had a 70. I thought that they do also the, have a aft tank for the cabin chassis trucks. But they're just a, that's bigger or it's 40 gallon. It's just a 40 gallon replacement tank. Really? Poly. Poly. Wow. I wouldn't mind having a 70 gallon. I should be able to get that in a 450 it's a long bed. 70 gallons. Yes, you're at a 68. Oh, 68. Yeah. You got to make room for that filter. Man, but the uh, eleven through sixteens will be seventy gallons. Oh, okay. They, I can share a... the screen. I have it up right now. This guy says I have a seventy gallon tank in my eighty-four diesel Mazda pickup. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, why do the buckets turn in the cylinder inside the CP4? Armed profit. Great question. Okay. That, in my honest opinion, is why we are getting metal to metal. Why they are turning, I, I really don't know. However, I can only speculate, and it's only a hypothesis because I don't have the funds or any way to test this theory. Um, so everybody's complaining about these noises, right? From their fuel pump, their fuel tank area. I'm thinking this noise is obviously coming. I can drive from Michigan to Seattle without fueling. Holy criminy. Um, it... This guy made me lose my train of thought. Talking about the rotation of the yeah. and the noise. When I showed you guys the noise, not showed you or tried to let you guys listen to the noise in that fuel pump video that I did, um, you could hear the – it almost sounds like aeration. When I hear diesel and I think aeration, the first thing that comes to my mind is a 6.4 
Okay, aeration, 6-4. Aeration, I think cavitation. When I think cavitation, I think front cover. I think eroding. Those bubbles, air is not good. If that, what's up, Jason? If that air is constantly getting into the high pressure fuel system, I'm not saying it's happening every time. I'm not saying it's happening all the time. When the conditions are right, whenever these low pressure pumps are making that noise that you saw in my video, 430 gears, he says it, 430 gears. 430 gears. I don't have any. Oh, I got some water over here. Some of that water. Um, um, do you think here's my thought here's my thought break it down for me a lot of guys are not priming their cp4 pump when they change their fuel filters there's videos on youtube of guys who are saying hey let's do let me show you how to do a filter change we're going to do a, you know let's make a video how to do a filter change they go and they change the filter and the order that they're doing everything isn't in a good order they're not they're draining it at one point they're taking this off at another point they're cranking it and it's cranking 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 it's not getting any fuel and they're like well it won't start well what you got to do is you got to do everything in order my order, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't know for sure, because I'm, you know, just me, just DS over here. My thing is I'll drain the bottom first. And while that's draining, I will take everything. I'll service the top filter. I'll take all the clips off and I'll put in the new filter, put the, you know, clip it together, whatever the new one's in. Then when the bottom's done draining, now, as far as how much, you know, a lot of guys are saying, how much do you let drain out or whatever? When I'm doing the filter service, I'll just, like I said, I'll open the bottom up and I'll let that one drain. And then once it's empty, I'll take it off and I'll put the new filter in there. I'll secure all the bolts. Uh, yeah, all the bolts. And then from there, my top one's done. My bottom one's done. Everything's done. I'm not about to crank the engine though. First, I'm gonna prime. I got the remote, I got the push button start. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna push the button and let it pump. And I'm gonna yep. do that like eight, eight to ten times. And it's gonna sound different. Now, even at that point, at eight to ten times, it sounds it starts to sound like you know it's getting to be primed. There's still some air. There is, there is. It seems like there is. I don't know. I agree. Yeah, but but it can start, and at that point, eight to ten times, I'll start it, and then it'll fire right up or whatever. But the truck's not cranking and cranking and cranking and cranking no, no, because there's no fuel in that CP4 pump, and there's a big air gap, straight air, and there's no lubrication. You don't want to run the CP4 pump without any lubrication. So no, absolutely that, not. That's I think that's a factor. For, for for potential failures um you, you guys i mean once something like that happens you never really know the full story so well this guy's 
uh, says my 2020 Brandon power stroke says my 2020 is much louder than my 19. I mean, it very well possible, but the fuel systems are different compared to a 19 and 20. I mean, it does have a CP4 two. We are like 7,000 PSI higher, uh, than your 19. So, so when you see these, uh, what do they call it? Buckets? Or is that what they call mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. When you see these buckets rotate, are they high mileage in, uh, engines or are they like brand new? Mm, it's any year. Yeah, I don't really. I, I thought, did you have a pump that came apart? Um, I did, but I didn't take that one apart. So my thinking on that is like, so, so there's nothing to keep it from rotating and it's just up against the square cut cam lobe or whatever that thing is but the only thing to really keep it from rotating is the pressure of the spring that pressure keeping it keeping both those faces flush together is kind of what prevents from spinning is that right the spring would yeah so if your spring's getting worn i mean how many cycles has it gone through and does that spring ever wear out so you got 200,000 miles or whatever that spring is not going to have the same effect as a brand new one could potentially float easier than a than a brand new spring so maybe this pump you know as it gets older just because of the fact that it's dependent on on that spring tension how many cycles can a spring handle before it loses some of its some of its uh some of its pressure and you know those kind of failures most of them are going to get warrantied anyways because there's going to be no rust or other contamination in the system, and those will be warrantied under warranty. Um, I've had them replaced. I mean, I've done prior approval plenty of times. So Chad, those, things, pumps. Th those things do happen. Chad asks a good question. He says, um, Cody, what was the price on that? On the uh, Wasn't it like 30 Thirty dollars. Thirty thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Um, Chad, uh, with the bowl on the SNS filter, disaster kit need to be drained when changing fuel filters. I would change that filter every time I change fuel filters. Now I know that's not their recommendation. Um, I think it's like twenty two thousand maybe for normal and fifteen for severe. Um. I'm changing my fuel folders every 10,000 miles. So it's every other oil change for me. It's just, that's just what I'm doing. Um, but if you're doing fuel filters and you're already driving a duty and you're paying for fuel, what's another $30? Just replace the filter. So I don't even, I don't even care about it. It's getting a new one every time I replace a fuel filter. So um, Ford Asset Tech, my man, there he is. Where are the buckets located inside the HPP? How do you guys know they're rotating? Yeah. Um, you'll see when Luke takes this apart. So think of this as the cylinder head, and this is the block. And inside here is the combustion chamber. That is where the bucket sits and goes up and down. At the bottom of that bucket, there's a roller, just like a, you know, 
roller, like lifter. A, yeah, like a lifter roller, you know, very comparable. And that is supposed to ride on the cam lobe of the inside of the pump. If it turns sideways and doesn't roll with the roller, this is still spinning because this is geared to the crank. Just grind, 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 grind. Now you got metal, metal glitter Cat- paint and catastrophic, all over catastrophic yeah, you're done. failure. You're done. So yeah, arm profit. Yeah, you don't know the buckets rotate until you're too late. So the question I guess arises, how are these buckets rotating? And it brings me back to aeration. Is aeration all these bubbles within the fuel system and around this bucket in the bore, is it shifting the bucket? You know, shifting a little more and then shifting a little more and then shifting a little more. I don't know. This is just speculation. Well, when you disassemble a... I mean, this is really a good question for Luke. When you, when you see a catastrophic failure in one of these... You're going to see the rotation, but does that mean that the rotation caused the failure or once you blow that crankcase out and those buckets get destroyed, they're just, they're going to be rotated no matter what, right? Pretty much or everything's going to be all over the place. Yeah. But does that mean that it rotated and blew up or does that mean that it blew up and then everything was just rotated and uh, no it the rotation happened and then it blew up mm. something caused the bucket to rotate only thing keeping it from rotating is bring pressure up against the pretty much and there's no so it's not like it's not like a piston in a cylinder where it has a wrist pin and a connecting rod keeping it from rotating it doesn't have any of that. It just has spring. It just has spring pressure holding it up against a flat surface. Hey, we got a Buckeye asking a question. I don't think you can put a CP3 in a 6.7, can you? Nope, they're too Isn't big. It too, yeah, I was going to say, I thought somebody said they were too big. Ain't happening. Isn't there a valve inside the HPP as well? Not the VCV, so, but another type of valve. I'm trying to review PCD. There's a, there's a return valve in it. Uh, pressure valve. Would that be this right here? That little plug on the side. Yep. Right here. Asset tech. Um, Luke also talks about that too. Same spot on 11 through 19. I would just think the the guts are different. It's crazy to think that that thing fails and then blows out your entire fuel system and it's a expense of over ten thousand dollars like man it's a lot of money yep <laughs> it's worth the 400 bucks in my opinion but what is worth the 400 dollar disaster what kit. else what else on your engine is that much money your engine i mean right your whole engine <laughs> so wait so uh, so your engine <laughs> So wait, all right. So once you throw all this metal, it hits the injectors. What happens when it hits the injectors? It just stops there, or does it go inside the cylinder? Dude, you're shut off. Once this VCV gets contaminated, you're done. It will also send metal into the injector. It will get in the seats and destroy them, and you're done. Does it? Does it get past the injector into the cylinder? 
I have. Well, they may, but I mean, that's not killing the motor. That's not hurting no. the, the rings and pistons and all that. Out of all the CP4 failures I've ever seen, I don't think it's ever it took out a motor. Ever took out a motor because it, it lost pressure before it could like hang an injector open or something. Oh, okay, okay. So, so at least it stops at the injectors. So what? So, so what's the repair? Is it the injectors? Now, if, as far as the fuel lines, what I've heard is like nine Baker two forty six kits got everything you're gonna need. What I've heard is the you have to replace the fuel lines and then clean the fuel tank and all that, yep. the return lines and all that. So does that yep. clean? Do you clean them or do you replace them? What do you do? You got to replace uh, everything, man. Ray, I just got uh, them doing a seven fifty six fifty seven fifty. So how do you? How do you? What about the tank itself? Do you clean the tank or you replace the tank? What do you do? No, you, you gotta drop, clean it. You drop the tank, you clean it, you fill it with fuel, then you do the procedure outlined in the workshop manual to flush the lines. And once you've done that, then you can take the high pressure system apart and put the new one in. It's so a big flush, process, man. You flush out all the lines. Then you do you have to get new injectors and new injectors, new high pressure lines, new rails, high pressure pump, all that fun stuff. Everything. Everything that comes in that nine Baker two four six. The only thing so that does you, not come in that is the fuel cooler. That's not senders. It's not and the low pressure fuel pump. The cooler, according to the workshop manual, is not replaced in the system. I know, but it's a little radiator, and there's no I know. way you can get the little metal critters out of there. So for an eighty dollar part, I'll put it on a customer pay line, and the customer can eat that. It's just. So it's here's the deal. Here's here's the deal. What if you have something like this happen and you straight up you don't got 10 grand. So you're going to get the parts, you're going to get injectors, you're going to get that radiator thing you're just talking about, you're going to follow the workshop manual. You're going to do it yourself. It's going to suck, oh, but yeah. you're going to do it yourself. How much you looking at? I can see what the nine bakers is. Um, it's uh, that that one we did today with fuel disposal. Fuel uh, was just over thirteen k. So from thoroughbred diesel, you're looking at forty four hundred, forty two hundred, thirty nine. It all just depends on where you get it from. So you could be you could be. So 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 this would be a company outside of going through Ford. This yeah. Is like a throwback diesel. So what kind of parts are they using? Like motocraft contamination kit. I look, just looked up the it's just similar I, similar to what Ford would you get from Ford? Yeah. It's so a, it's the same kit. I looked up the Ford part number, the nine so baker 246. You're looking at like a forty four hundred dollar just parts. And a solid weekend of mm -hmm. a solid weekend. You better buy a lot of beer. <laughs> A lot. Maybe even something harder. <laughs> you gonna be working. Um it's really it really sucks. Um, you know, um yo boys, six seven, three fifty, Larry owner here. Please keep your hands off my CP four. Yo, I ain't got it. Well here's here's an opportunity though. What if uh so so you're you're talking about forty four, forty five hundred bucks. What if you want to learn how to fix this and take advantage of 
vehicles that had this happen and whatever reason they couldn't they couldn't do it they had to sell the vehicle they had to get rid of it because it was too big of a repair and maybe you want a diesel truck maybe that's a way you can get into a diesel truck you get one that maybe had some kind of fuel contamination took out the cp4 pump and the injectors and you put the money into it because whoever else just decided to dump it i wonder if that could be an opportunity uh is that's a good question chad has i was just reading it ford ford's pretty good about covering cp4s mm-hmm. i haven't had any denied but you've got to follow the you've got to follow the uh, gsb because if you have any bit of rust on it they will deny it yeah. because rust is only caused by water period and like they're not going to argue with it cause rust and they're not going to argue with it. It's, it's water, rust, no go. You're done. Call your insurance company. Where's the rust? Like in the pump? We're at? On the VCV. That's or, the yeah. main place. Yeah. So what if you just nabbed a new VCV and jammed it in there real quick and it was like, eh, was a, that's called good. warranty fraud and you go to jail for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you got no morals. As a technician, that's a big hell no. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Because, because they're going to call some they're guy. Gonna call, they're going to call back the parts too. So right. then you're definitely going to get. Well, that could happen. Like some guy comes in and he goes, "Yeah, well, he takes that whatever off and then puts some put and then they call back the parts and like, well, look at this part and you're like, I don't know. I had a guy. I had a guy try to do that. I had a guy try to bring his truck in from another dealer and when I went to look up parts coverage he didn't have a warranty because it got canceled at the other dealership because he refused repair on a contaminated system and he tried so, to bring it in and then make it yeah because he drained the fuel and made it look like it was a nice failure well guess what vcv doesn't lie you had water in it there was something that came up and i don't want to say where but it had to do with a warranty from one of the big three, from a dealer, from, from a guy who makes videos. And I like this guy, channel I follow. But you know me, I don't always, just because I like a guy, I follow his channel, I don't mean I agree with everything. But he was talking about uh, an engine that blew, like the engine blew up. And he's like, oh yeah, they're not going to warranty that because he must have been tuning it or doing whatever, whatever. He had to be tuning it because it blew up like more than once. It blew up a couple of times, I guess. And I'm like, well, are you saying that they're denying it because they guessing, they're guessing that he tuned it or do they actually have like some kind of proof that they tuned it? He's like, oh, there's no way this engine blew more than once. He must be tuning it, denied I'm like, wait a second. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Was it a Roush truck? Yeah, yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. I felt a little, mm, a little, I didn't say nothing because I, you know, I don't want to make no one upset, but I don't know. Like, if you had the proof, if you're like, yeah, he's tuning it for sure. And we looked at the computer and yeah, he's doing stuff. But you, but there, but I think the video was just saying, we assume he's tuning it because there's no way the engine can blow 
You know, right. it's hard to prove tuning on gas cars without parts missing. It's really hard to prove it. Now, diesels, I mean, that's easy because if the big old torpedo is missing, then... Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, you have to. Well, I don't know. What do you think? You know, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I don't know. It seems like... Eh. Cody, you saw it. What do you think? He's he three engines that's cause for concern. Then I'd be looking at mode nine and I'd be trying to figure out how many key cycles it's been. When was the last time he was in there? Last time the PCM was programmed. I mean, I'd be looking for evidence. What if there's no evidence? Then there's nothing you can do. I mean, they're like, oh, he's denied. But I'm like, listen, if you have evidence, then you have evidence. I have no idea. But things, is it possible? It is possible. It is, it's possible. But if there's no evidence, why not? Why can't, what do you mean? You just turned, oh yeah, he's turned away. No more. Uh, Yeah, but there's no evidence. I don't know. My neck hurts. My shoulders hurt. From what, Um, man? Wrenching, dude. Wrenching. It's Dude, a hard I had life. A, I wasn't wrenching, but I had a brutal day, man. I got stung by bees. I got stung by mosquitoes. Honestly, the bees are better than mosquitoes, man. I'm all jacked up from mosquitoes. But, man, I broke a window. Oh, what a day, man. Hard knock life. Just, it's tough, man. People stealing. People getting <clears throat> hurt. You know, people doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing to other people dealing ds trucks has been a victim of theft and (laughs) we collectively are going to stop theft amongst the ford community and i want all your guys's help to not only keep our farm implements and attachments secured to our super duty or secured in our yard. But uh, this goes for everybody um, who has a power stroke, uh, any Ford vehicle for that matter. Um, You guys want to keep it, you should have some type of theft deterrent. And I'm talking about I recommend recommend you put two of those kill switches in your truck in two different spots so you could press them (laughs) They'll never figure that out. There's they two. won't. You can they, put two. they won't. You I, bet could. You could, I bet you could somehow put two together. That's a good idea. <laughs> That's a good idea. Listen, guys, people are out here. It's the people. You'd be surprised. It's somebody you may know that's got their eye on your truck. So really, once you get that kill switch, you can't tell nobody. You can't pay, post it. No confidential Only type of information. Your closest friends, because Only your old lady. That's it. Maybe not even her. I don't know. It's a secret. You gotta because, pay to know. Because <clears throat> like she's just like, why won't your truck start? Hey. Yes is about to have it in his truck. You can't start the truck, honey. I got it in my truck. It's flawless. It's snake. It's snake. Hey. Hey, nobody gonna take it. You better have four toe dollies 
or a freaking flatbed or or a gang of dudes or a cargo bob that you can pick it up from the air. It ain't going nowhere. Holler at the website, email, not website, kill switch me ptt at gmail.com. That is kill switch me ptt at gmail.com. Uh, get in queue. If you if you follow this channel or if you've seen my channel, you know somebody stole my dump trailer. But what you might not know is right when my dump trailer got stole. Somebody tried to steal my truck, too, at the same time. Somebody came up to my truck in the middle of the night. They parked just right. So the security cameras, they couldn't really see who it was. It was kind of catty corner. That big 450 is hard to see around it. It's about blind spot there. You can see the headlights shining. I looked out the window, and I could see those headlights. Ooh. And... I'm thinking it's it's two in the morning. What are you doing? What what are you doing out here at two in the morning? So I was thinking, you know, what listen, call the police? No. No. Not got my, good. I got my keys. I got my piece, you know. And what I what I did is I remote started the truck. And I, and I figure, you know, these people, are they supposed to be here? They won't be intimidated. Maybe it's the neighbor. Maybe he's coming home from the bar. I don't know. But if he's not supposed to be here, then he, this is going to be an issue because he think, because they're going to think no one's awake. So I almost started the truck. And as soon as those headlights hit that car, Ooh. they creeped away real slow. Creeped away real slow. Now, a day or two later, that's when I found out my dump trailer was stolen. So whoever stole my dump trailer was also eyeing my truck, too. Like I say, guys, there's always somebody you know. And, you know, a week or so goes by, and one of the guys is talking in the truck. He's talking, talking, running his mouth, talking. And all of a sudden, he says something to one of the guys, not to me, but to one of the other guys. Oh, yeah, my cousin, he steals cars. He's got a Corvette. He, he, he's got a brand new Corvette he brought over. Who, who, how, do you steal, how do you steal a new Corvette? What about, uh, what about whatever GM, what do they call that thing that GM's got where it talks to you on the dang rearview mirror? OnStar? OnStar? Yeah, what about your OnStar? Well, they know how to turn that off. What about your Ford Pass? That's one wire. You know how to turn that off. One wire, Ford Pass. Oh, I hooked the battery, done. One None. wire done. One None. one communi- one that system gives one communication failure. Done. Unplug the dang antenna. Four pass is done. That's that simple. Where's the truck? We don't know. Four pass don't know. So you you know, a lot of us we think we're safe because we got this. We got built-in factory GPS. It can't be disabled. Yeah, it can. Mm-hmm. You know, some some people straight up don't even some people straight up. How do you sell a car? When you sell a car and you have Ford Pass, what happens to you? It disappears. It disappears to you. <laughs> it disappears. It disappears to you. Ford Pass is not secure. So I recommend you GPS, two GPSs for a Super Duty, an $80,000 truck, $90,000 truck, $100,000 truck, two GPSs, put one, something like, hey, where you put it, hey, we can't talk about where to put it. It's somewhere, maybe. It's, it's a couple of them in there, maybe three. 
three GPSs. It's going to cost, you know, thousand dollars, whatever. But on top of that, because, you know, they got that signal jammer where they put that signal thing in the truck and jam the signal. That kill switch, they'll never figure it out. They'll never figure out where that truck won't start. They're going to think it's got a <laughs> we stole the truck. It don't even they're, work. They're not going to know what's going on. <laughs> we stole the truck. Don't run. Like what? If Who? they could still, if they could still it, but like you say, they need a dang forklift or something. Bro. So yeah, it's somebody you know. Hey, somebody you know. I wouldn't tell nobody about the kill switch. You know, wouldn't even tell your friends. Ain't going to be. Don't even tell your wife. Not saying that it could be your wife, but what if your wife tells her friend? Because too many people already know. Her friend will tell her friend, her husband, and her husband tell her husband could be the thief. You never know. I love my super duties. I just hate when people are gonna do this. Had a friend get his platinum stolen in Texas, gone to Mexico. Man, unbelievable. Is this a publicity stunt? to sell more of your kill switches. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, what kind of question is that, man? <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, DS put a video up about it. So what I do mean, you mean? Like, what, what is what a publicity stunt? Like, the theft of mine. You replace oh, the you... fuel filter, water, and fuel housing with theft. Hmm. I replaced the whole fuel filter housing just because. But I, I almost did. Remember the first time you, I got a got a fuel filter and I got the whole housing? Oh man. And I didn't even know. I'm just like, what am I looking at? They 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 screwed up on the wrong thing on that. Uh same with OnStar. One wire in the headliner and it's gone. Yep. Is it a publicity stunt? Look, man, you can believe what you want, but when somebody th- I'm telling you, these trucks are hot, man. These trucks are hot. There's a shortage. That makes what about these dudes with these Mustangs? These criminals these criminals got nothing better to do. They ain't Come and see me. Take care they, of you guys, too. They are doing what they do, and something happens. Hey, it ain't publicity. Trust me. It's real. 21 PSD, watch SNS's video and you can see what that other filter does. Because um, it's not going to do anything for you but filter the fuel that's going into your fuel system. It filters the return so you don't have to do the tank too and do that whole system flush. Yeah. I mean, that's why it's on the return line. What else do we have here? Had the pump. DS's trailer. His little situation with that that employee or his suspicions of such I have so much equity in my truck. Take it. I'll build another. I mean that that too. 
Well, I don't know. They, they got some sort of computer for asset tech that is allowing them to take control or bypass the passive anti-theft and do, do something. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know why Ford. I don't know. Maybe that's too way above our pay grade. Too expensive. Then they'll have to ask five hundred dollars more for a truck, and then everybody is going to be complaining that the trucks are too expensive. I don't know. Way above my pay grade. I don't even know what kind of comparison Denzo has that would meet thirty-six thousand psi. I don't. I've never looked into Denzo, so I don't. I don't really know. But uh, I mean, we're just a bunch of Ford techs. So just guys talking about trucks, just trying to keep these things on the road. Cause I know, you know, it's the going, the going, um, word on the street that a lot of these dealerships out there, um, all I've been hearing about is in Texas. I don't know what's going on with these Texas dealerships or the guys working in the Texas dealerships that, uh, I don't know, but, um, if you guys can't confidently take your brand new rig into the shop to get it fixed for warranty work or something or an update or, um, I mean, some of the stuff you're going to have to do yourself. So that's why we, we put up, um, you know, put up these videos and content to, you know, help you guys keep these on the road. Cause whether you're a hot shot or making money DS, you know, run your own, your own, uh, you know, landscaping company, driving it daily such as myself it's it's something we all need to be thinking about and that's taking care of these trucks because they're they're not just a truck but it's a tool these are tools a tool to get our job done it's a tool to take us where we need to go and we have to take care of that tool it's very precisionly engineered and requires great attention so I appreciate you guys at all that watch, you know, it's a lot of good questions. Some of you guys are boneheads and I have to block you guys. Cause you guys are just freaking inappropriate, but a lot of you guys have great comments and, um, Jeffrey Carling's asking something to DS here. He says, sorry to hear about your trailer, man. Do you use top tier diesel fuel as recommended in the owner's manual? I don't know. I just get Kroger diesel. I couldn't Kroger? tell you what tier that is. It's it's green. I don't know. Hmm. I just use it from yeah, I don't know. I use a fuel additive. I'd imagine it's top tier. What does that even mean, top tier? Hmm. I don't use off road. I mean off road diesel and green and and the green diesel. I don't I don't know where I can even get a different tier, you know. <laughs> this guy's because what WTF is top tier. The only things I've been seeing is like premium diesel and regular diesel. I don't know what the premium is. If it's like you've seen, got... you've seen premium diesel somewhere. Yeah, it was at a at a pump. When I was going up north. Oh yeah, I've never seen that. I'm Dang, using that red ATF. Sometimes, sometimes I don't even have some. Some of the gas stations around me don't have diesel at all. I can believe that. 
I can believe that. It's scary. Um, I got a question for everybody out there right now that's got an Illuma duty. Are you, I don't care if it's short, but if it's long, but are you guys having a problem with your distance to E calculating correctly? Like when you guys look at your cluster and you're looking at your distance to empty and you're looking at your instant, whether you're calculating it, you know, writing it down, subtracting mileage, yada, yada. Um, or is it working properly? Because I have a customer right now that is complaining that he is in fact not having a correct distance to empty um, indication on his uh, Super Duty. And this is a 2018 model. You're, I mean, is that, the that can, that can be off. I mean, that can be off by like 50 miles or more if you read right. the description and operation of it. Well, you have like, how many miles do you have when it starts? Like when it says zero, you still have, right? Let's just say hypothetically it just started, it just read zero. Well, there's a cushion in there. It's not going to hit zero and turn off. There's like a margin of error for guys that think. There is a un, what, how do they word it in the owner's manual? Uh, was it like 50 miles or something? It's a undis, it's like a, what the hell do they call it? Um, undetermined reserve amount. And that's only to keep the CP4 cool. Or even a gas engine, it's read zero. And it's like, you still got some, some, another 50 miles before it turns off. It's a margin of error for guys that, that want to push past zero. Yeah. Now, you don't want to, you don't want to push past zero with the CP4s. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Now, I mean, even a quarter of a tank, you don't want to go much lower than that. But that's just my opinion. Now, as far as it not being accurate, it changes in real time like all the time. So you could get on the highway and it might be extended. It might go from like, oh, you can go 700 miles all of a sudden. And then if you get off the highway, now you can only go 400 miles. So just, it's constantly readjusting and then you're resetting it and it's recalculating and it's just, it's, it's never really gonna be like, oh, it told me I can go 700 miles and then in a little in a few minutes it may just tell you something totally different yep and that all changes depending on driving habits i mean mm -hmm. idle it'll change it yep city driving will change it so i mean how accurate is dte really i mean it's close but it's not i mean to live by if you're if you're going on a road trip it can be close say like the driving conditions are relatively stable and it says you can go 600 miles and you get on the flat road and you go 600 miles and maybe, but what if you hit a hill or what if you hit a headwind that it can't predict all that, calculate all that, it, that's going to lower it. And you, you may not get what it said at the start of a trip. You may not get what it said toward the end of it. Yeah. I don't recommend going lower than a quarter of a tank anyways, but yeah. Uh, I hate when I see guys come in, especially when they're complaining of a drivability problem and it says 20 miles to E. Like, come on. 
Well, I got well, 90. Why would you I, even bring it in with 20 miles to eat? I got complain about a, a, a running problem when getting on the freeway. I got 90 miles to eat right now. But I'm about go to fill f- it up. Go put fuel in it. <laughs> well, I run it. I run the tank down every time and I put fuel in it and put my additives in it. And I'm just like, I burn the whole tank. I don't like fill it up at 30%. It runs down to like, I don't know. What's it? Well, what does it say? It doesn't say, it says like the miles. It'll say like 90. I'm probably fill up to next time I drive it. Hmm. But never, I don't know, maybe. I don't know if I go down to 20 miles. I don't know. I am on my 42nd tank in almost 14,000 miles. Oh, dude, have you noticed that your truck gets faster as you like get more miles? Huh? It seems like my engine's breaking in more as I'm reaching 10,000 miles. Yeah, I run Eco too, Hugh. I run Eco too. I've been noticing definitely um, difference in trans operation, difference in turbo, and I don't know. Maybe just like throttle, throttle. Thr- I'm thinking the cameras over here. A uh, throttle response. So I definitely, um, w- would concur. Um, what does the eco actually do? I have some paperwork at work. It would be a good um, um topic for another one to go another live stream to actually go over the um drive modes and what uh, each each one is doing because now that we have the 10 speed we have a few more different trans operations and um you know it uh it 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 definitely is a difference having an eco mode i can you know definitely Definitely tell the difference. I filled up today and I'm running and testing Eco Mode for the first time. It will be interesting. Just drive it normal, Chad. Just like you would, like you didn't have it in Eco. And you'll notice, like when you normally get up to your speed or whatever, I don't want to say it's feeling like it's doggy, but you're feeling uh, um, less power. Uh, very minimal. You just, oh, you're so, you're, you're so in tune with how your truck is normally running. You put it in eco mode. Now you're filled up and you're just going to go and drive. Just pay attention to your RPM, pay attention to your turbo, you know, your same throttle input, the same, you know, drive that you're doing. You're going to notice definitely like, like my man said, you know, definitely less, less responsive. You'll for sure know. Well, is it less sure. fuel consumption? Uh, well, I mean, if the engine's going to work less, yeah, you'll get better fuel consumption. American Truck Nation, probably because you don't have a 10-speed. Well, I want more throttle. I drive too fast. <laughs> There's a direct correlation between the right foot and mileage. <laughs> yes, sir, there is. <laughs> uh, it, it, um, yeah, I can definitely feel the slight difference. It's very slight. Slight is a good analogy. <clears throat> but you know, if you're not in a hurry, hey, just um, pop it in eco and, and, you know, check out the difference. What I really like is I got to uh, tow a trailer for the first time 
a double axle uh, bass uh, hybrid boat, not hybrid as in bass hybrid walleye boat. Why did I say bass? I meant walleye. Sorry, Reelan. Um, and I really liked using the engine brake. It really did a nice job, but I haven't ever driven a Dodge. I don't like talking about Dodges, but for whatever reason, I hear their engine brake is just phenomenal. And it's always better than Ford's and Ford sucks and this, this, and this. Well, it's the way the turbo is designed. I mean, the I Dodge, it works good. The Dodge does about put you through the windshield. Does it really? Okay. Well, well the that, Dodge, the Dodge good. has a, that's... the Dodge VGT works in like a unisync, a big ring that just goes back and forth in the turbo housing, fixed veins, and it just goes slides in and out. And Ford's has got the unison ring and the veins. So the Dodge is like literally blocking off the exhaust. From my experience with the Ford one, it's it's a little less aggressive. I guess in a Dodge, but that aggressive of an engine brake can have its downfalls and slippery conditions and stuff like that. Whereas, like the Ford one, which I wouldn't recommend anyone go against the manual, but I use mine in slippery conditions and it's not that aggressive. So, it seems to be all right. Not saying anyone else should try that because it's not recommended, but it seems all right. It's not that aggressive. Hmm. And my four when I'm in four wheel drive, I'll turn on the engine brake. I don't care. In in snow. Why would I want to ram? That's damn straight. But I do think it's pretty cool. Uh, why I'm talking about them again is that they're high idle. You can control with the speed control. Oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, I think that's pretty cool. That's pretty. They cool. got a they got a good looking truck. I think that's pretty yeah, cool. It's, it's still made in America. You know, it's it's. It's a good truck. They got the Cummins going for them. That's about it. <laughs> and that's questionable now. It's a good truck, you know. Until the injectors start leaking and fill up the crankcase and destroy the motor. Mm. You think CP4 problems? Mm. You think CP4 problems are problems? Wait till that crankcase fills up with fuel. Oof. Oof. You know what? I like the Ram, but I, but having an aluminum, aluminum truck, I, it, to me, it just seems like the value proposition right now, just because you're going to pay, if you're going to buy the truck to have rust on your truck, I don't know. I, I've never seen a rust I never seen rust on an aluminum truck. I never seen an aluminum. That's what it doesn't rust. It, only it doesn't oxidize. rust, but I've never seen it. I've never seen it corrode of any of any in any way. It, it's not corroding. It will oxidize over time. I guess, but I've I've chipped. Oh no, with, it's not. I guess went it around will. walking around like a, a I've never seen it. expedition I've, rear I've hood. I've chipped. I've chipped my 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 trucks and down to the metal and all that, and it's not. I mean, I guess over time, I don't know, but it's not. It's not nothing like steel where it rots out and spreads and all that. No. Just wait until where the pinch welds start getting salt and stuff in them and they start opening up. Have you seen uh, it? Does. Have you seen them? I haven't seen anything like that. You see we, that? In we did see it in extreme weather testing at Roush. 
on the F-150. But they were like literally covering the truck in salt. I've, I've wow. scratched my paint down to the metal where you could just see the aluminum just, it's not, it hasn't spread or corroded or anything. It's just been, it's just been fine. Just give it time. It will happen. I promise. I think it's going to take a longer time than a steel truck. It probably will. Who out there has rubber floors? Who out there is spraying out their super duty because they think you can do that because you have rubber floors? Tell me now. It's okay. I'll wait. I'm waiting. I want to know. Because I've been hearing about it. You've been hearing about it. I've seen it on Facebook. Guy just takes the hose and just. Whoosh. What's wrong with doing that? Freaking, freaking a rice. Look at this, look at this deer rodent coming in. Who's deer rodent? Hello, dear. Do you deny a doubtfire, dear? At your service. Uh oh, yeah. this guy says me, me, no spraying, wiping, bye bye BCM, no spraying. Are you not? No, I am being for real. Like spraying. Oh, well, I just open up both doors and uh, just power wash from the left to the right and the right to the left. Uh, you mean you can't do that? I've, I've seen people saying that. They're like, well, I spilled a chicken. Are you serious? This right guy now? was like, I dropped a chicken in the backseat. Are you <laughs> serious? There's chicken juice all over, so I just, I just hose it out whenever I <laughs> That's... With the amount of electronics in these trucks, that's like a hard no. Dude, I got a problem with my 450. Like when I, you know, reach inside and uh, go to open the door by touching the inside of the door. Well, the, it opens up the door, but the rear one won't unlock. Hmm. Only the front one unlocked. Then I got to hit the button on the key. It's hard, man. It's a big life. It's hard, man. I, this, is, this is a big issue. I, I, my hands I'm are stuck full. with this. I'm stuck with this old thing. Cody, listen, man, my hands are full. <laughs> just, just imagine me walking up to the truck. I got two kids. I got two little kids. I go, and I hear that noise. That, And then I'm like, oh, let me open the rear. All three, all three out of four doors are unlocked, and the rear driver's side won't unlock. And I'm just pulling on it. And then just imagine the pain. You pull, pull on it three times, like, oh, let me get my key out and do this. <laughs> horrible i don't know what happened i don't know what's going on i don't know what to do ptt you want to fix it or is it i can fix what like, you want it sound like a, a complicated issue or what i was doing something run that by me one more time i'm reaching inside of the truck oh yeah with the water no i'm unlocking the door i put my hand in there and unlocks all the doors Except one of the doors is not unlocking until I hit the button on the on the on the keypad on the on the uh, what do you call that key fob? Hmm. Horrible! I gotta hit the button on the key fob. Go to the other side. It's two thousand twenty. <laughs> yeah, then I gotta go. Over, you know, over there. And it's two thousand twenty-one. Still gotta 
press a button. You're supposed to just touch it. Like you can't just open the door. I would open. I would open the door, but the damn door won't unlock. It won't unlock unless I put the button. I'm supposed to just touch it. It's supposed to be keyless. Keyless. Yeah, keyless. <laughs> oh Christ. Uh tough times. What a what a what a goof. What a goof. So you know what happened to my 152 when I was like I left my sunroof open and it rained inside of the truck. And then that started happening. I was like, yeah, time to turn this truck in. Doors don't want to work right no more. Wipers aren't gonna be working. Radio ain't gonna be working. First thing I did, I left the sunroof open and it started pouring rain. And then my phone starts going crazy, like the alarm was going off on the truck. And it starts going off and making Ford Pass go off. And I'm like, what's this? I go, oh, dang, my, my sunroof's open. So I run outside and close it. And I probably got like a good 45 seconds of just downpour inside of my truck. I'm like, dang, it's soaked in here. So I, I started it up and just cranked the AC to just dry out you know just crank up dry out everything try to dry out everything as best i can and put on the recycle air button and just let it run and it kind of worked but it smelled it smelled a little funky for a minute Oof. for like a day Oof. Kept, i kept running the ac and i was like yeah i'm, I'm turning it in I mean, Oof. So. that's the worst that's the worst i hate that smell But well, what do you think? If, if something like that happens, it's probably a good idea to try to just turn on the AC for a minute, huh? Or leave it, the doors open with a fan. Yeah. I mean, the only other way to do that would be to try it out. Yeah. Well, fam, <clears throat> I think uh, this would probably end it for tonight. Um, just wanted to highlight... You know, stuff with the CP4, especially this kit that we got, we're going to be installing the SNS Gen 2 Fuel Disaster Kit. I recommend that you guys check them out and see for yourself if this is something you want to add onto your truck. Um, make sure to check us out uh, on the other podcast apps. Um, if you guys cannot check us out on the live stream. Um, if you guys want to get on the kill switch, check us the email wow. in the description. And um, yeah, we thank you guys for watching every time. We'll see you.